All right, welcome to another podcast of the Man in the Arena podcast. Today we have freshman catcher Matt Brinker on the show, and we're gonna go over his high school, his high school seasons, his high school journey, and then we're gonna start towards his northeastern jersey, the northeastern journey, his recruiting process, and then we're gonna go over some mental stuff that has helped him and has helped his performance but Brink I'll let you introduce yourself if that's all right. Hi my name is Matt Brinker uh, freshman catcher like Jordy said at Northeastern. I went to Zavarian Brothers High School in Westwood um, and I'm from Norfolk Massachusetts about an hour away from Boston. Nice and can you talk a little bit about your youth baseball days this is something that I haven't really got into with the older guys but I feel like since since you're still young the the memories are still fresh in your mind so can you talk a little bit about your youth baseball and maybe where you first fell in love with baseball yeah well my parents are from Missouri so uh, my dad grew up in a predominantly baseball town so he had me playing when I was really little as long as I can remember um, my town I'm from a really small town before I moved to Norfolk called Plainville Massachusetts and uh, it wasn't like necessarily like a monster like baseball town but um, I had a really good group of like 12 to 15 friends and we all played and we were on the same team together from when we were six years old until we were 14 going off to high school. So um, those are just like the majority of my youth baseball memories, just like having fun in the summer with my boys and like hanging out all day, like the town summer camp and then going to play summer ball that night. Like the, that's what I remember. And that's probably where I first fell in love with baseball was just like the day in, day out with the guys every single day. And um just like having fun at night back when um it was just that was all it was in the summers yeah did you so you're a catcher now did you always play catcher no so when I was really little I played third base and pitched when I was younger I started catching when I went I had a coach um when I was about 12 or 13 that put me behind the plate for the first time and then ever since then that's all I've done did you always know that you wanted to play college baseball like was that something in your head that you knew or was that something that came on a little bit later um I did I at a very young age I knew baseball was like what I liked the most um I grew up playing basketball and football too and um I went to middle school and but I that's when when I was like 13 that's when I started like training every day and hitting six seven days a week so once I made that decision I gave basketball up and then shortly thereafter gave football up and just baseball was all I wanted to do and I, I felt like I was wasting time if I was working on anything else yeah um when you were so we'll move kind of to the high school age now when you were in high school did you just I know you played football was it just football and baseball or were there other sports too uh, just football and baseball so I played football my freshman year um and then I played football my sophomore year too and junior year I chose not to play football because it was the spring that was the COVID season so football was right before baseball and I I didn't want to get injured for my baseball season and then um I'm sure we'll talk later about my my Tommy John but yep when I I couldn't there was even there wasn't even an opportunity to play football my senior year because I had Tommy John that August so it my decision was kind of made for me but I think it was for the better and playing football did you feel like being able to play a different sport allowed you to become more athletic and did you see like an maybe a correlation between playing other sports and athleticism and that helping your baseball definitely especially with arm talent I uh, I played quarterback so just being able to like throw from different arm angles and stuff I think that like translates directly to being a catcher like there's all there's always that like stock throw you know to like bases and stuff but like 
response or like um, plays that are out of the ordinary. I think my ability to throw um, helped me get to where I am now. Yep. And I guess I actually didn't really think about this last night when I wrote this question, but strength and conditioning in high school, I was I was late to the party. I, I didn't lift until I was like 18. I was um, definitely behind getting into college. But for those who don't know you, you're pretty pretty stocky, pretty decently built guy. And, and football, definitely, you definitely worked out there. So did you see any jumps from when you started lifting and like your maybe your power or your arm below and stuff like that Did, was there any um correlation between strength and conditioning and performance that you yeah, saw i think i wasn't i was like a pretty slow guy growing up and then i think like football we in, in the summers we would just run and run and run and i think that like really that got my speed i'm still not like a elite like runner but i think that definitely helped and then when it comes to lifting like i think that's translated directly to hitting power if yeah. i had to pick one thing like my i just the ball started jumping differently when i put on weight okay. and started lifting like four or five days a week with the football team and then when i stopped playing football i continued to lift lift in more of a baseball specific way and i think that um directly translated for sure awesome and now we'll we'll kind of touch base i don't know exactly what happened i knew you had tj mm -hmm. but i didn't know um what year it was could you maybe talk about um the having the surgery and then the re the recovery from that yeah so my junior year of high school we um won the state championship and i played the whole season i was fine i um i'm trying the date that my they tore i think was june 23rd if i remember correctly somewhere around there but um i had just won like massachusetts state player of the year i won conference mvp at the end of the regular season and then about three days later we started the playoffs and we were playing my hometown i went to a private school we were playing my hometowns so we're playing all my friends i knew all their plays dude like i grew up knowing that system so i was ready for it and i remember the specific play it happened on i was catching obviously and um they run this bunt and run play where like the guy will show bunt and the runner first will just go first to third yep so i i saw it like read it like a book put down like called for a pitch out got up and threw the guy out at second it was one of my best friends and, like, on release, my arm just went numb from the shoulder down. Yeah. Not a ton of pain. Just, like, I couldn't feel anything. So, I walked out to the mound, and I was, like, pit, I was like, I, I can't feel my arm. Like, I'm, like, I don't know what happened. And so, I just, like, waited. I literally just waited until the umpire came to get me to see if, like, feeling would come back. Yeah. And it eventually did, and I, f I finished the game. Um, and then the next day at practice, my coach, who I'm, I'm, I was really close with at the time, he um, came up to me and was, like, something's wrong like because i didn't throw a practice i'm like coach i don't want to throw today like trying to hide it um because we're in the middle of like a state tournament where we were like 15 and one at the time like number one in the state um so i was like yeah like i'm just not gonna throw today and he's like what's wrong like we all know your arms like bro like what's going on and then i talked to my dad later that night and i'm like it's shot like it's really bad like i've never had elbow pain like this um and then I was like, in my head, which I don't know if in hindsight, I don't know if this was the right decision. Like, it definitely, I feel like it was the right decision, but it could have done more damage. I, uh, I was just like, my elbow's blown anyway, so I'm just going to finish. Like, yeah. I don't want to give up on the team. So I played the next five playoff games um, on the torn UCL, just like putting like all every medication yeah. known to man together. And... Um, I, I finished and then I got an MRI like three or four days after the state championship and they said torn UCL so I got surgery like a week later. Yep. Um, that was August sixth of twenty one. Can you go through the 
like the recovery process. I know physically it was probably one of the hard, or I don't know how hard it is um, physically, but I definitely know that recovery can be mentally straining too. So can you go through like your your mental preparation or your mental struggles and how you overcame that through recovery? Yeah, I mean, I just it was tough like not playing my senior year of high school. That was definitely the biggest thing, like sitting on the sidelines watching my friends play that last year. Um, so that was probably the hardest, like, cause I, during the off season, it wasn't a big difference. Cause I was still lifting with my friends and like doing all that. But it was when the season actually started, I was like, oh no, like I'm sitting here from the bench, like watching when this is supposed to be like my last year of high school, you know? Um, so that was definitely the hardest. And then I, I struggle with ups and downs, like pain comes and goes. Like, I'm sure that happens with everyone. Like there were weeks where it was pain free and I'm like, I could play a game tomorrow. And there were weeks where like it hurt so bad. So I, I just would like get really nervous about that. But um, it was just like the constant ups and downs and trying to keep a level head. That was the hardest thing for me. So just, yeah, I like that you like ended with the, the level head thing. I was, I've been reading a couple books by Trevor Moad and he talks about like staying neutral, never too high, never too low. And I think that that's, that's a huge thing, especially in college baseball. And I, I guess it helps in other aspects of life too, especially yeah. recovery. But so missing your senior year, can you talk about how you were recruited in Northeastern? Because senior year is, I mean, I guess most guys are committed by then, but like when did Northeastern see you? How did that happen? Uh, and So Coach Coach Puccio saw me that sophomore summer. So it was before all the TJ stuff happened. So when I was, uh, I think I was like 15 or 16, they, they came and watched me that summer going into my junior year of high school and um, signed me. And they, they stuck with me through the whole uh, TJ stuff, which I, I'm very grateful for. Um, and now I was, I was good to go when I got on campus this year and as a freshman. Yep. So one thing that stood out to me, I'm a six year, I've been in college baseball for a long time, but when, when I met you, when, when you stepped on campus, there was like a, a maturity level that I hadn't, hadn't seen in a lot of freshmen and especially be, I remember when I was a freshman, like I had no clue what was going on. I was literally a deer in the headlights, like struggling um, on and off the field, had had no clue uh, about anything to do with college baseball, especially coming from Vermont where baseball is like not – it's not non-existent, but it's a very low level and not a lot of kids play college baseball, so I had no idea what to expect. So, is like, how did you become so mature? Like, was there any influence from other people who had played college baseball? Like, did you know what to expect, or is that just kind of how you go about your business otherwise too? I think first is like the way my parents always like had me raise me and how I, I acted as a kid. Like I, I was very like my parents have always been there for me, but I was oh like they always made sure that I was able to like be independent and do things on my own. And um, but I think the biggest thing is I I lived in that facility when I was like when I really started taking baseball seriously. And there's a lot of college kids around, so I think just being around like older older baseball players like taught me like how it worked and like. I'd always look forward to them coming back for Christmas break and then like training with them and listening to their stories. So, like I, it wasn't totally foreign when I got here as a freshman because I'd heard about a lot of stuff. I didn't know anyone um, like on the Northeastern team. Like I didn't train with any of those guys that were like none were from my area, but just even though they were from different schools, like the same principles um, are still there. And like, I was able to kind of learn about college baseball before I got there and learn how, especially as a catcher, like developing relationships with pitchers, I think is huge. And then, a lot of my all my friends that I still talk to are all college pitchers so at other schools yep so yeah I I didn't write this down but I like that you touched on just developing that 
relationship as a pitcher and a catcher because like to me that's one of the most important important ones in baseball most important relationships in baseball just understanding what the pitcher's thinking um and it's more I think it's harder for the catcher because as a pitcher like I know what I'm thinking and I feel like the catcher needs to be on the same same like same wavelength as me because it's not like I need to be on the same position like same wavelength with the catcher because I'm throwing what I want to throw so you're more like you need to be more aware than than I do so is that something that you just develop like the chemistry by talking to them or how how do you develop the Um, chemistry with your I think it's a trust thing and I think that's one of the harder parts about being a freshman you know like you got to develop that trust with guys that are older like like me and you have a good relationship but I know like I've started to develop similar relationships with other the older arms on the team and I think just like you guys knowing that like I got you and like I'll like stick that pitch or like make that block in the key situation is where that connection comes into play and then that's where like it gets easier but I think that it's hard to develop as an 18 year old freshman and it's something that I've really 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 worked on so um I think that's like that been probably the biggest focus that coach has had with me getting to school he bring he, every meeting with him we talk about how I can do a better job of relating to you guys and making sure that I can have that catcher role on a on a team as a freshman yeah that that trust is huge like you said just knowing that that your boy is going to block it behind the plate if, if you got a one two or two two count or something with a man on third or right. bases loaded yeah, that's like that's huge but I think that th- that's something we've stepped up this year is all the catchers I seem to have a really good relationship with and it seems that they have good relationships with everyone else that's been thrown off the mound um, kind of moving moving into like adjustments and and struggles at the college game we, we talked about your struggles at the high school game but what was the biggest adjustment and difference that you saw coming into college as opposed to high school um, definitely just like the speed of the game I uh, I remember our first inner squad this is like my, my welcome to college moment I made like a block and in high school I used to be able to just pick it up and throw the guy out like it wasn't like not a whole lot went into it, and I by the time I picked the ball up, uh, senior shortstop Spencer Smith was already standing on second base, and I was just like, "Oh, like well, I gotta, I gotta get faster." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To be fair, he is—he's a really fast guy, but fast, I'm like, but yeah. I, I'm like, I, this isn't gonna work anymore. You know? Like yeah. I gotta. It starts with controlling my blocks and making sure it's close, but um, and that that was probably the biggest thing I noticed. Okay. And what do you look at? We for those who I didn't really explain this but today's february february 17th so we have our first game tonight against unc greensboro what are you looking forward to most about tonight because it's it it could potentially be your college debut but also just the season in general i'm just i just want to play so bad you know like i want to be it's just so awesome being a part of this and like the travel and like being able to go every day and work hard with the boys like it's just all everything we've done this whole year's built up to this and I'm just excited to kind of let it fly and and get going awesome so switching gears just a tad bit we I know that we've had conversations over over dinner at Steast um, oh, yeah. about the mental side of the game and and visualization and meditation so I just want to ask you how that plays into your game and maybe what what you do for visualization or meditation if at all if not that's fine too but just kind of go over your thoughts on it and 
and maybe what you do. I uh, I well, it's something I really wanted to learn about. Like we talked probably a week or two ago about it. That was our first conversation about like this topic, and it was something that I know Jordy does really well. So I wanted to like take the time and learn how he does it, so I can see if I can if it'll work for me. And I know we talked and said it's not going to be great at first. Like you got to practice. Um, and the biggest thing Jordy said that's resonated with me and something that I've tried to do a lot is the thing about imagining yourself as a like a four or five year old kid and watching your yourself now play. I think that's the coolest thing ever. And it's something that I've definitely, I've tried the last couple of days since we talked about it. And I, I've never, I've never had a great imagination. Um, so I, I struggled to like picture these things, but I've been practicing. So it's something I want to get better at. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I agree a hundred percent. Like it's something that just like anything else, like weight room, academics, whatever, as you get better or, or as you work on it, you're going to get better and better at it. And it's, I definitely was not very clear with it at first. And sometimes there's days where I struggle, like I'm not locked in and I have a hard time visualizing, but I think it's a big key to performance. And I think that you'll see not only a big jump in your performance, but as we talked, the breathing and meditation stuff, you, I know that you get beat up as a catcher. Like for, yeah. for those who don't know college baseball, um, I can't even explain it cause I'm a pitcher, but the catchers have one of the hardest jobs out of anybody because they're always catching bullpens they're always running around in their gear they're literally involved in every play they're always squatting down so their bodies are getting beat to shit mm -hmm. so um brink asked me about recovery and we kind of talked about meditation and breathing and how that that can start your parasy parasympathetic nervous system and and help you calm down and help your body recover a little bit better um what's the What's the key for you, as you talked about the game speeding up, like getting to college, what do you do to slow it down, like to be able to to slow it down a little bit for yourself? Um, that was another – I noticed it, it's easier to do it with hitting because I, I can, like, get in the box and I've learned – we talked about if you breathe out – or Mike Pitt talked about this in one of our meetings. If you breathe out longer than you breathe in, it, like, naturally, like, slows down your heart rate and relaxes you. So I've made sure I – have a good breathing routine before I step in the box and just make sure I slow the at-bat down and, like, make sure I'm not going to let this pitcher speed me up. Like, I, I know what I need to do. I know what I'm looking for. And also I need to – having a clear plan in my head makes a difference. Like, we, we talk about pitchers with Coach Buccio before we get in the box. And, like, if I, I know what this guy's going to come at me with, if I can remember that and know what I plan on doing, that's where the difference that, – that makes the biggest difference for me and make sure I ha have a plan and breathe and relax – if I can do those three things, I'll be. I, I know I'll be in good shape. And for those who don't know the catching game, also, you have to know everything as a catcher. Mm -hmm. Like I, we talk about it in the bullpen, but as a catcher, you're constantly getting yelled at. I mean, even last night when we were doing cuts and relays, like if you don't line the guy up right or you're not making the right call, that's on you. That's not on anybody right. else. It's literally all on you. You're like the quarterback. Like you were quarterback in high school. You're quarterback now, but. How do you – and then you have to know the pitch calls. You have to know every specific pitcher that comes in, how their ball moves. Like, is that something that just comes with being – like playing the position for a while? And how do you take all that information and then make sense of it while also having to execute throws down to second, looking at the runner, like – all that shit. Yeah, I think it, it just comes down to being focused in, in the moment. Like, sometimes I like my brain will start, like, going, going, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, four or five plays ahead. Yeah. 
and I know I'm like, if I'm doing that, I'm going to screw something up now. So like, I need to focus on now. And that's, that's in all aspects of life. Not even just baseball. hundred percent. Like, quit I, quit I looking ahead and work on today. Yeah. And I think, I think the more you practice that in your life outside of baseball, like I'm a big believer in calm outside of baseball, you become calm inside of baseball. And I think that as you become like more still outside of baseball, the more still you become inside of baseball. I agree. Totally. Well, you got to go in a little bit to get your DoorDash. We have a DoorDash <laughs> coming <laughs> but, before uh, the game. We'll, we'll wrap it up here. One, one last thing I wrote down just because your appearance, for those guys who don't know Brink or haven't seen him, he's got Unreal Flow. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch <laughs> on uh, maybe what shampoo or conditioner and yeah, how you take I, it here. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. My, my mom showed it to me when I started growing out my hair, but at Suave, Suave? Oh, Suave. Suave. Yeah, that shit's smooth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I use. I, I grew my hair out over COVID and never looked back. And I uh, I don't like it when it's short anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm a long hair guy. That's fair. For, you don't know me. You don't know me when I was 12, but I had hair down to my shoulders. It was, it was pretty flow <laughs> for the hockey, but we'll finish up with rapid fire questions. So what's your favorite book? Uh, the one, one book I remember that resonated with me was, uh, can't hurt me by David Goggins. I read it, me and my friends read it in high school. And I think that, that was always, a, that's a really good one. Yeah, it is a good book. Any, anything by David Goggins is pretty good. Um, favorite memory from baseball and outside of baseball. If you don't know the outside of baseball one, that's fine too. But, um, inside of baseball is, um, I, probably my, my first game back after Tommy John was definitely the one that I'll, I'll always remember. Okay. And then have you ever been in flow state and can you describe it? Yeah, I remember um, in that state tournament my junior year, I was – I've never been, like, a guest pitch guy. I always, like, sit on something and react the other way. But I was, like, I guessed probably – I guessed right for pitches probably, like, four or five at-bats in a row over the course of, like, two games. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, <laughs> this is, like – when you when you're guessing right, hitting's easy. You yeah. know what's coming, you know? That's fair. And then what is something uncomfortable that you want to start doing in order to grow? And if you don't know, uncomfortable that I want to. St- well, visualization for me is uncomfortable because okay. right I'm not very good at it. Okay. So that's, that's 100% fair. Yeah. So I think that's something I want to, I've been working on. Okay. Most valued non-material possession. So something that you can't touch, like this computer material, like, um, you know. My relationship with my parents, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's something Griff, Griff Young added okay. last night too, yeah. like. It's it's definitely and for me even and that's my brother too. I yeah, mention him. like just family and gen- yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely something like it can be tough at times and um and that's a that's a good one. I like that a lot. What's something that you often forget that you're grateful for? Uh, just to be here, I think. Like, I just to be like even on this trip and like being on this team. Like some days I'm like looking forward to like I just oh I want to. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. you get ahead of yourself. And it's just, like, sometimes it's nice to take a step back and be like, I mean, it's awesome to just, like, be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I definitely, especially in my young, younger years, it's crazy that you have, like, a sense and awareness for that because I was always like, oh, I just want to get home for the summer. Or I want to do this and do that. But, like, now I realize that, like, this was what I wanted to do since I was five. So, like, yeah. being able to play right now is is what I'm grateful for. Last question, then you can go get whatever DoorDash you want. Um, what's some advice for your five-year-old self? Um, that's a good one. Advice for my five-year-old self would be to enjoy each season individually for baseball. Because I remember, like, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to college. Like, 
I'm just so excited. Like, I just want to play college baseball. Like, once I was committed, like, I'm looking forward to this and everything. And then I think it just – or even when I was younger, like, just enjoy, like, each season by season because every team's different, you know. Like, next year's Northeastern team is not this year's Northeastern team. And I think just developing those strong memories with each group is really important. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time to come on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> and uh, anyone who's listening, check out Brink's season. It's going to be an unreal season for the team and – him as well. So see you guys next episode.